Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello everyone and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn. And I'm Laura Jackson. And today we are doing part number two of our five-part series. Part number two, all uh, well, the whole five-part series is about how we built our in-person fitness business from seven women to a seven-figure business and how you can do it too. Now, if you haven't listened to part number one yet, that is where we share kind of the origin story, like how it all began, where it started, where it came from, the idea behind Fit Chicks itself. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure that you go back and listen there. Because today what we're talking about specifically is that da, 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 dreaded first class, <laughs> the, the dreaded first class of like when we showed up to that first class, which Laura, I'm going to let you kind of lead that story because I left you high and dry as your partner. You had to teach our first class solo. And so I'm going to let you kind of lead that. But I want to talk today specifically about what we did teaching our first classes, what it kind of looked like when we were teaching fitness classes in the beginning, how it evolved. And then eventually um, I want to share with you as well in this podcast, how you can like incorporate something, some things to think about to make your programming really effective for your clients to make them successful. So um, as I mentioned, Laura, I left you high and dry first class of Fit Chicks and I was in the middle of... I was working for the Toronto International Film Festival, as you all know, and we were in the middle of the film festival. So we launched our business during the busiest time of my day job. <laughs> so it was really bad, poor timing on our part. And so Laura had to teach our very first class. So Laura, do you want to share a little bit more about like, take yourself back, back like 13 years ago to that moment when you had to walk into Centennial Park and you were like, it wasn't Winston Centennial Park, it was Winston Churchill. <laughs> right. I remember. Sorry, I was mixing it. I can still see it in my mind right now as we're talking. It's like, <laughs> I can't remember like what I ate last night, but I literally can remember this moment, like see it as a m- movie in my mind. <laughs> okay. So go for it. Tell us, go back to that moment and kind of so, share what that looked like and what that felt like. Well, I want to start off by saying like anyone who is not a fitness instructor yet and who has that passion to get started, there is never a good time to start, right? Like your brain is going to freak out. It's going to tell you all the reasons why. So even for us, like Amanda had the film festival and it was like, there's always going to be something that's going to not make it an ideal time. So Mm -hmm. always my recommendation is just pick a date. And this is something we still do in our business is like, When you're teaching your very first class or you're launching something new, you have to pick a date and stick to it. Like whether it be in two months, whether it be in three months, but you have to tell yourself and everyone else like April 1st, I'm launching my fitness (laughs) classes because what it will do is it will force you to be accountable to actually do it. Mm -hmm. Because when we set goals like far off, right, you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is totally going to happen. And then you're like, it's so far away, but lots of time. And then before you know it, it's like, boom. So when Amanda and I launched Fit Chicks, it was September, 2008. Like she said, if you didn't listen to the last one, make sure you listen to that because it's where we shared our story of how we got into this. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had taught classes before, 
in the like sense random. of like, no, you know. but we practiced on our friends. Mm-hmm. We taught each other. Um, we did teach for a little bit here and there, but when it's your own thing, it's totally different, right? It brings up a lot of different emotions because there's no one to, I don't know. There's just like this kind of different feeling around it. Like it's just go- so much more pressure, I think. Cause you feel like you put the pressure on yourself. Cause you're yeah. like, this is like, if it's not good, it's me. And you take it so personal. And I think that that's why it's so different. Well, and so we had picked the date and we were like, okay, you know what? We're going to do it the first week of September. Mm-hmm. Like after Labor Day, whatever, which also coincided with the film festival. But we're like, it. We're, we were running a four week program. So if we would have pushed it to later, it would have really thrown off our calendar till the end of the year. So we're like, forget it. We're just picking this date. We're going to do it. It's launching. So we put up our janky website because back then too, you know, it was like, you had to know how to code. And my brother built this, this janky website, which totally worked, which again shows you don't need to be perfect. You just need to get started. Um, We put up posters and all this stuff. And we had seven women sign up. So I'll never forget, even when that first sign up came in, there was almost like this feeling of like, well, maybe they'll cancel and then no one else will sign up and then we won't have to do it again, <laughs> which is totally normal. Like it's totally normal to be scared. It's totally normal to have this back and forth. And that's why um, I wanted you to share this. And I, I think this piece is so important because this is the piece where so many people are sitting there thinking there's something wrong with them when they're like afraid to do it or they feel nervous about it. And it's really 100% normal. And that's really what I want. Dustin well, and this is stuff too. too. It's it's funny because I mean, we teach this. This is what we teach in our mm-hmm. Fit Chicks Academy Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification is we teach you guys how to teach classes, right? And we also talk a lot about the mindset piece because there's two things that are always happening, right? There's the, the action that you're doing and then there's all of the emotional thoughts that you have around it. Mm-hmm. which we have to recognize both of them because that's going to be your biggest roadblock. It's going to be your own brain, which almost was ours. But this is why it's so important to set up these like checks and balances where you're like, I'm setting the date. I'm sticking to the date. The date is set, written. I'm telling people about the date. Okay. Now someone signed up. Oh my gosh, this is real. This is happening. We have to I've do gotta, the thing. <laughs> I've got to do the thing. I've got to build the workout. <laughs> so we ended up, um, we taught our very first workout. It was an outdoor workout. It was September. It was still nice. We picked this park in Toronto. And, um, so we had, I had to write the workout in advance and I knew the park. So I went to the park and I planned out, you know, what I was going to do in each of the areas and how I was going to transition and all of these things. Um, and we didn't have, because it was an outdoor park, we didn't have like a sign. So I had a chalkboard because mm-hmm. this was a big park too right and there's lots of things going on like frisbee football and then there was like you know a and we were kind of tucked on. in the back too yeah we, chose we were in the, the back, back because we wanted it to be a little bit more private so we um so i had this chalkboard sign that i wrote out <laughs> Chicks boot camp on and i was wearing like this same shirt like bright yellow shirt which we've kept our branding from day one and which was also really guys a blessing in disguise because you can't miss this bright yellow shirt in the middle oh, of 100 <laughs> So everyone, no one ever gets lost. Everyone always is like, oh, you're over there. So just a little tip, always have something bright. Doesn't mean you have to be your shirt, but like <laughs> bring like a balloon Black t-shirt, or something. You'll blend. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, bring a big like stacking pylons or something that just like indicates where you are. And I was standing there with my chalkboard and like with my music and my bag. And I just remember I got there like half an hour early and I was like, I hope no one shows up. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like freaking out. It was so crazy. I was like, 
I, I can't believe you calling me and I was like, I can't help you. I'm so sorry. I'm like in the middle of like doing something film festival stuff. And I'm like, ah, good luck. But the thing I thought <laughs> so fascinating is like every single feel like you, you feel like every single feeling that like I didn't think would come up in that moment because I, I felt prepared, right? Like I had seen the park, I had planned the workout, I had all my things, I taught like my practice classes, like all of this this stuff. But now it was like someone was actually paying us to take a program. And I just felt like such a fraud. Like I was like, oh my God, they're going to show up and be like, what is this I paid for? I want a refund. I just played all the scenarios in my mind, which again is totally normal Mm -hmm. Um, because your brain freaks out when you do things that you haven't done before. And so I was standing there and then out of nowhere, I see this girl enter the park with her yoga mat and her gym bag and she's wearing workout clothes. And I'm like, I bet that's one of our chicks. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I am going to have diarrhea. Like I have a freak out. <laughs> and then she came over and we started talking and it was just like crazy because it was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, this is my business. Like I'm starting this and I'm not just like Laura, hey, how's it going? I'm like, this is someone who's take like I'm providing them a service and I'm, I'm providing them an experience and like, there's a real human being who has like is pulled out their credit card and said, Hey, I want you to teach me this class. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them showed up. Now this is a little tidbit to you guys. I always have at your very first class, some fillers. Mm-hmm. If you can, I highly recommend it. So I had invited a few friends that I planted. No one knew that they were there <laughs> that I had planted within our class because not only did it feel nice to have some support, but also to keep. So I was like, I talked to them in advance and I was like, you know, I have this is my first time I'm freaking out, but like, you know, to keep the energy up. Mm-hmm. And they were so great just to like chat with other people and keep the group going and things like that. Where I have five I, people. Yeah, just, I couldn't yeah. be everywhere. So it's a little trick is to have if you do like, you know, friends, family members, give them some free classes. It brings up the energy. Just make sure you put them to work. Tell them to engage. They don't just stand there and do the work. That's Yeah, that's their job. Their job is to basically be like, as I like to call it, like the dance floor icebreaker. The person exactly. who is just, the person who's out there and they're the first one to high five. They're the first one to jump when you say jump. Like when you're telling them to run their sprint, they're like, they're going to volunteer to do things. They're going to partner with you to demo things. Like they're going to be the person so that you're not having to rely on perfect strangers to be able to stand in those roles right away. Well, and then of course, so this is going on. So we're teaching the class and things are, are happening. And I'm seeing like people are sweating and it seems like they're having fun. I'm starting to get into my groove and feeling like, okay, I got this, you know, it's not as bad as I thought. And then it starts thunder shower, pouring rain, like (laughs) torrential downpours. There is like, everyone's just running out. And even in my mind, we have like a rain day policy, but I'm like, we're so close to finishing. I don't want to finish the workout. And I mean, I don't want to cancel the workout. Yeah. I don't want to stop now. Yeah. So I was like, are you guys okay? Do you want to keep going? They're like, yeah, we're going to keep going. Cause it was like a warm night. So, um, there was no lightning. It was safe or whatever, but it was just like one of those moments, my chalkboards, like it's dripping off. I'm just soaking wet. My music. Your smiley face was like, yeah, my music was like, bunking out. Cause like at this point I didn't, I wasn't prepared for it to rain. I didn't bring that stuff. And so it was just like, well, the, again, that moment where I'm like, am I being tested here? Like, but the whole thing was that 
the first class was not perfect. There was a lot of things that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. But once I got that first class under my belt, it was like, I have never felt a bigger high in my life mm-hmm. because it was like, I walked in there as like this, you know, someone who had a dream of like, you know, of our fitness business. And I had just taught our very first class that someone had paid for, which guys is like the craziest feeling in the world. And then I left being like, I can do this. Like we're good. We're doing this. And from there, it was just continuously practicing and finding our voice and figuring out what was working out what wasn't working. We would evaluate after every single class and be like, love this, didn't like this, you know, location, love this, didn't like this, like always evaluating what can we make better? What worked? What didn't work? Yeah. Um, Looking at the workout too and thinking back to like, where do people seem confused or where was it really like disjointed? Awkward. Yeah. Like, or where did the, where did the clients feel like, you know, if I was trying to do partner work, was it too much? Like, was I trying to do too much of something? Was I trying to run a game or an obstacle course? And I had too many stations and it became confusing after the fourth pylon or whatever it is. But like, it was always looking at that to think like, how can I streamline this for the experience of the customer? And that's really what it boils down to is thinking about putting yourself in their position, looking at paying attention to them and their experience, their energy when they're doing things. So that at the end of it, you could look back and go, "Mm, I could tell that they really didn't vibe on that. And they really love this part. So I'm going to make sure to add a little bit more of this kind of vibe to it. So it's, it's it's evaluating everything. Well, and that's the thing. And I think a lot of new trainers, when they're first getting into the industry, they don't evaluate. And I think it's such, there's so much amazing wisdom that is lost because they're not looking at what they're, they're so concerned, which I get it. As I was saying earlier, that's where I was at first class. You're so concerned with yourself, mm-hmm. what people are thinking about you, even though no one's thinking about you, they're thinking about themselves. They're probably thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die during this workout. Is she going to kill me? <laughs> is this like, you know what I mean? Like they've got their own self doubts, but it's like, I was making it so much about me that I wasn't able to see all of this amazing information that was being displayed to me. Mm-hmm. So if you get into a practice of evaluating your classes and also talking to your clients, like, okay, guys, let me know which was your favorite workout this month, starting to see what it is that they like, then you start to keep on adding your voice and your spin, which will grow over time. Like you're not going to be perfect at your first class. You're not going to be perfect at like your 500th class. There were times where like I would show up to class and realize, oh, I forgot, you know, my stereo at home. I don't have music tonight. Or I forgot to bring all of the equipment that I was going to use for these stations. And I've got to completely switch gears. You know, that happened on our, I forgot my shoes, like whatever. Like there were things that just happened because you're a human being, but eventually you get to this point where like you learn how to like roll with it. And you're kind of like, okay, I can improvise as you gain the confidence and the skill set. but you've got to get like, you got to get those first few (laughs) under your belt of like awkwardness and kind of dealing with it and seeing like, Oh wait, nothing happened when I forgot about what the next move was and nobody cared. And nobody even knew that I didn't know what the next move was because they don't know the workout. Like when you start realizing those things, it just becomes really it becomes a lot easier, but that's not me saying, don't be prepared for your classes. That's me just saying when things happen, you just become a little bit more adapted to change really quickly and switch gears really fast. Well, and that's where too, you know, in our fitness nutrition expert certification, when we were launching it, what we do different than any other certification is we have a lot of practice within our 
within the within the program. Yeah, because we know that this is where again, the more you practice and you get those nerves out and you start to take these things from in your mind to being a thing in real life, that's when you're ready. So that's why our students are launching businesses the day they graduate because they're they've been practicing during the certification. So they they're ready, right? They're evaluating, they're learning how to teach, they're learning how to introduce classes, how to wrap up classes, which again is crazy to me is so many people, this is where they get stuck. They don't realize the introduction and the wrap up are two of the most important pieces of your workout. They're just thinking about the in-between. They're just thinking about the actual movements. They're not thinking about all of the, like the flow of the information. They're also not thinking about all the stuff. And this is one of the things that we stress a lot in our program as well is like the different elements, like how to make it interesting, fun, unique, different signature yeah. to you, like all of those things. Because if you're just teaching what they can get anywhere else, or if you're just teaching the same class over and over again, like, can you imagine how unbelievably bored you would be if you were teaching the same thing over and over again? Now think about putting yourself in your client's shoes. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> just doing the same thing over and over again on repeat, like a robot is just not, it's not fun for anybody. Completely. And that was one thing, again, you learn with time. Like when Amanda and I first started, so I taught that first class. Yeah. And then after that, we would teach every class as a tag team. <laughs> it's which not is, something we recommend. Which is <laughs> super weird. However, I got an email not long ago from someone saying, you know what? I miss the days where you and Amanda would tag team classes together. (laughs) Because the thing that was so important to us too is obviously if you're listening to this, you're probably going to open your fitness um, business as a solo. Like, yeah, it's going to be you. There was two of us. So we had to make sure that our brand was representing the both of us. The workouts, we both loved. We both followed the same patterns. We both found what worked for both of us that we could then you know, grow with other trainers and things like that. Because if I was just off teaching my classes and she's off teaching her classes, we weren't getting that opportunity to evaluate and to have the feedback and then to talk to each other and see what worked, what didn't work. And it was no like, continuity so, it was so weird. Oh my gosh. It was so weird. Even it though was it was literally nice a like break. <laughs> I always think of it though, as like, like a tag team, like in wrestling. Like when I was really young, I used to always watch like the WWF wrestling. And I remember like, there was like all these tag team guys and they were like high five each other and then go into the ring. And like, literally that's what we'd be doing. Be like, and in five minutes, Laura's going to be up with this. Like we'd be like announcing each other's like in between it's like so weird I'm sure there's a way you could probably do it where it isn't as awkward as we did it but we did it pretty awkward but it the funny thing is though guys is like even though it was awkward and it was weird it was like we still had people they still showed up to the next class they still brought friends and family they still brought co-workers because the we thought it was, was weird there. we thought it was weird they probably thought it was great <laughs> they're like wow we get two experts for one class cool but then eventually we had that class sold out so then we opened up a new location so we each had our own locations where we were teaching from so we didn't have to tag team but it's just it's just so interesting like but it's all the things that you learn as you go through the process right like it's we both learn so much from each other even teaching that way though because I'd be like oh I really like the way that Laura showed this or demoed this or I love that movement or vice versa so it allowed for us to learn and grow too as professionals to be able to take that into our own practices um into our own locations excuse me well and the thing that you know I I also love is that it allowed us to really find like our voices as trainers personally, but also our voice for our business. So 
again, for us, our business, we like, and we always encourage this in our program too, is like, you're not just teaching a fitness class. Mm -hmm. There are a gazillion fitness classes out there. What is it about your class? What is it about your program that is different? And for us, you know, we right away, we were women's only. It was FitChicks bootcamp. Well, back then it was GI Jane bootcamp. But we created like our own, you know, we always wore the yellow shirts. We had our own speak. So, you know, we would call our women instead of saying ladies, we call them chicks. Um, We had, you know, a way that we would do, we started after, you know, a lot of trial and error, we started to build our signature workouts, which were like workouts that you could only get these patterns at a fit chicks class, which also made it really easy for us to quickly build workouts because we had these patterns that were our signature workouts, like the dirty 30. We had eight steps to fabulousness. We had um, one plus one equals fit, fab, fun. All of these things were, you know, we could then build multiple multiple workouts from one pattern, but that were still in line with our brand. So when someone went to one of our workouts, they're like, oh, that's a Fit Chicks workout. Exactly. Exactly. And it just, it gave, and as we grew our business, which was like the next step after, you know, we had our locations running and then eventually we started hiring other trainers to take on new locations. We had the ability to have continuity across the board because we had these signature programs and we had the signature workouts. It was like, we knew that our trainers, we could hand it over to them as a package, which is like our bootcamp bundle that we sell now, but it's like package sort of programming that's already done for them. So that it's like, if you're going to Laura's class or my class or MJ's class, or whoever's class, it's going to be the same across the board and you're not going to have a different experience. You're always going to have a Fitchix experience, which is really important. Well, and that's why too, you know, even for you guys start, if you're starting out or if you've been teaching for a long time, make sure you're saving all of those workouts because the ones that you get the feedback from during the evaluation with, you know, that people love it, mm-hmm. you don't need to reinvent the wheel every time you take that pattern and you plug in new exercises. Yeah, or you move around the pattern slightly or just add in a new section in between to break it up a bit. But it's it's really just about like finding like some sort of mold almost that you're just gonna keep using over and over again. And it will save you so much time and so much overwhelm. Like for us, we had, you know, just say our core workout was a Tabatas workout. Then we had Tabatas with a twist. Mm-hmm. Then we had a holiday version of Tabatas. Then we had a this and then, you know, you, it's crazy how many things you can build out of one thing. but. That's where, you know, the initial overwhelm of starting something new seems like it's so much work and there's so many things. But the main point of this story, too, to help you guys see it is to really understand the first part of it is the mental battle. Mm-hmm. is getting that date booked and believing <laughs> in yourself enough to teach the first class. Which, of course, again, if you're doing a certification like the Fitness and Nutrition Expert Program, you're practicing that within, it's part of your required hours. We give you the workouts. You don't have to build the workouts, so you're not there yet, but you're practicing the teaching, the introduction, how to actually explain the workouts, how to transition them, how to close them out, how to follow up with clients. All of that is included. So you can just get over that mental roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing is getting over the mental roadblock. The second thing is practice. You cannot get better at something you do not practice. (laughs) 100%. And it's so funny because in theory, like most programs, most certifications, everything is just theory based. And in theory, everything makes sense. Like in your brain, you could read something. You're like, oh, I totally understand that. But then when you actually go to do it, how many times have you seen people where they're like, 
I don't know how to implement this. I've got all this information in my brain, but I don't know what to do with this information. Right. And it's like, if you don't actually practice it, if you're not putting it into practice, it's like when you practice it, it's like you understand it from such a different level, like a hundred percent where you're like, Oh wait, no, no, I totally know how to do this now. So, and I think, and I think too, is that, you know, you really start to, you, you really start to realize like the flow that works for you. Mm-hmm. your timing, like all of it, right? Because on paper, it can make sense. But then when you actually are in a space, especially for workouts, and you're like, I want them to transition from, you know, doing if you're doing an outdoor workout, let's say, and there's a hill, and you're doing hill sprints, to, you know, maybe they're doing dips off a bench, but they're at two totally different ends of the park, yeah. or totally different ends of the location. Like there's so many little nuances, but that's where you learn with practice. And the more you practice, honestly, that's what builds the confidence. Mm-hmm. That's what builds the skill set but that is where most people they start to freak out because they get in their heads and they don't go through the motions so you got to practice the third thing you have to evaluate you have to evaluate what is working what is not working and try to do it from a place that's really like objective you're not making this mean something about you you're not like oh my god that workout sucked i suck no Women do this. Men don't tend to do this as much, but women always do this, right? We never just think, oh, maybe the workout, I just need to change something in the workout. No, we go right to, I'm a terrible trainer and I should just quit and never do this again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not the case. So no, that's my evaluation because it takes the emotion out of it and you can just look at it and be like, okay, love this part of my workout. It will take you five minutes after you've done your workout. Mm-hmm and ask for feedback from your clients. They are your best people. And they want to share with you. They want to tell you, like, I used to always ask, like, even during the cool down at the very end, like while we were like stretching or anything like that, at that moment, I'd just be like, okay guys, number one thing you loved. And then they would like, they would just go around in like the circle and I'd just be like, okay. And then they would just like name it off. And I'd be like the number one thing you hated. And everyone would just say burpees. And then I would just laugh at them. But yeah, you're like, well, is this like a rail you hated it? Or is this just like, you don't want to do it because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It would always just be like this running joke with my group, but like it was, but it was an important thing. Cause also that opens up dialogue conversation. They feel like really comfortable. It creates like a different community vibe for your people. Like it's just this totally different thing. If you just talk to them, ask them. People want to feel valued. They want to feel heard. They want to feel like they're a part of this. If you just make them feel like you're dictating and you're just telling them what to do and they're not having any kind of input, they're going to feel like they're just showing up to a class versus being a part of something bigger than themselves. Well, and that's the fourth piece is just keep tweaking. Like mm-hmm. everything, just like, you know, life, it's, it's, a, it's living and breathing. It's your workouts are living and breathing. Your business is living and breathing. It's evolving as you evolve. Okay. So you go to a really cool conference or like, you know, we have in, um, in Fitchix Academy, we have this thing called Fitchix University where we're always offering ongoing workshops and, um, you know, things that, to keep your, um, your certification current and keeping your knowledge current you know, just say you're doing one of those workshops and you learn a really cool new pattern or new move, like add it in. You're constantly tweaking and growing and then going back again. Mindset, practice, evaluation, tweak. Yeah. Mindset, practice, evaluation, tweak. Because really that's that's all it takes to teach amazing classes. That's what we focused on. Mm-hmm. Most of the time at the beginning, it's so many mindset blocks, right? Completely. And that you get over it by just doing it practice, you build the confidence, you build the skills, evaluation, you perfect and get the best workouts tweaking, you keep growing, you keep, you know, expanding yourself as a trainer and helping your clients even more. And that is how we did it. 
Exactly. That took us from seven women to seven figures. <laughs> and that is how you can do it too. I mean, it's really just, it is that. It is following that specific pattern. And of course, if you are someone who's not already certified, then that's the first step. <laughs> get certified, get educated, get the skills, get the, uh, get the skill set, the tools, everything you need so that you can actually build those programs with confidence. So you can go to fitchicksacademy.com where you can learn more about our certification. Um, and then of course, that wraps up for today. Now, part three of our series for next week is going to be all about marketing. So how we marketed our boot camps and what made it different from other programs, what made it stand out? Why were other businesses shutting their doors while we were flourishing? So we're going to talk about that specifically next week in part three of this five part series about how we built our in-person fitness business from seven women to seven figures and how you can do it too. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week for part three. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.